When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. All right, K.J. Osborne, Irv Smith, they're the three receivers right here. And Justin Jefferson does this. Like, Zayden Howard is trying to get over the top on this moving rub right here. But Justin Jefferson can get down on one knee and change direction. Like, like he's in church at the altar right here. And he's going to change direction like nobody else. And by the time he catches the ball, Xavier Howard has no idea where he's at. That's like that separation just doesn't happen. But there's not many people that run routes like this man. And when you say the altar, like his altar is the end zone. Oh, Baldy, dude. Baldy. Yes, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where the takes are always hot and never tepid. And Judd's on a pitch count today. Yes. And I think it's karma. I think it's karma mm. for you guys clowning me mm. for calling you out for your tepid takes mm. yesterday during the hot take segment, mm. where hundreds and thousands of people from the Purple Daily listener group <laughs> came at you and said, no, no more Mackie slander. You must bring hot takes to the Monday shows. And so what is your what is your comeuppance? Your voice will be ripped away for at least yep. <laughs> today's show. Yes, pitch count. Pitch count is right. Word count. You're like Matthew Stafford in training camp right now. That elbow? Get some sidearm passes in, Judd. Work on the sidearm. <laughs> if Rocco was our boss, I wouldn't be doing this show. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, all right, well, we're going to try and preserve Judd's voice as much as possible here because he also has to rant about the Timberwolves over on Mackie and Judd, and so we need... Enough pitches for Purple Daily and at least, like, a few minutes of Timberwolves bashing. Uh, but the show is presented by our friends at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system. Football. Ultra-realistic and true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. Also uh, presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company. Mark your calendars. November 6th is our next Vikings watch party and live Vikings vent line. Uh, more details to come on that. Uh, so, yeah, ju- jump in as you will. Okay, maybe you can just, I don't, I don't know if you want to just, like, raise your hand yeah. or uh, write notes and, like, just show them on you the could, You can do that. Well, this is how several years ago when we used to do a four-hour radio show yes. on 1500 ESPN, this is how the Judbot 3000 came about. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Judd had some sort of like winter same thing like viral this, infection. Yep, voice went. 
we call it Roycey voice. Or you yes. just Roycey throat. And but you had like done the tea and the honey and stuff all morning. So all right, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yep. And we literally start the show and you were good like during prep time. And we start the show at nine o'clock and the music hits. Yep. And it was like your voice just fell off a cliff. <laughs> and so we had Judd type his takes into a computer. And then we had a computer generated voice. Give us Judd's takes the Judd bot 3000. So if you have to bust that out again this week, you let us know. Worst part of that. That was after game one of a wild blues. <laughs> playoff series oh like i was filled with takes just <laughs> bursting at the seams with takes just typing columns into and the I had nothing i could do about it so uh we're gonna rank some stuff today on purple daily this is our tuesday pigskin pecking order where do the vikings rank episodes we're gonna get to that we've all ranked our top 10 nfl teams we'll see where the vikings fall there but first it's the bye week and it's not exactly the halfway point of the season But it's a good time, I think, to look at the first leg of the season and give you the 10 best Vikings players so far this year, at least according to me. Okay. These are just just my my rankings here. Mackie's rankings. Yeah. Um, I'm getting, like, weird distortion with that music, so I'm going to see if there's an issue. Yeah, I don't know. We can probably just kill the music just so we don't have any. I can hear it, too. Okay. It's like weird distortion. Off off kilter a little bit. Yeah. Much like my voice. Yeah. What is going on today? Uh, so I'm going to start with 10 and work my way up to one here. And then you tell me if you disagree strongly with any of these. Okay. The 10 best Vikings players so far this year. Number 10. And there's a few guys you could kind of debate like toward the end of this because they don't have 10 players who are playing amazing lights out football. There's little flaws here and there with some of these guys. But I'm putting this guy at number 10 almost entirely because he won the Vikings a game with a great defensive play, stripping Emir Smith-Marset of a football. Cam Dantzler, just rock solid, mm-hmm. not perfect, but a good, solid starting cornerback, and he had that big play to essentially ice a game earlier this year. So Cam Dantzler's number 10. I put him, uh, Dex, when we ranked players, I put him like five or six. So, excuse me with my voice again. <laughs> you did. You had him. You, yes, you had him a lot. I did higher. have him. I do agree with that. Okay. Yeah, he did a Judd did a pie chart, I believe, and That's and he and he had him as a as a a decent chunk of pie on it on his pie chart of praise uh, for the bye week. So yes, he's uh, he's he's been a he's been a solid cornerback for the Vikings so far this year. Number yes, 10. he is. Again, he's not perfect, and there's just like these weird things happen with him over the years with Zimmer, and then early this season where he'll yeah. just like ruffle the feathers of the coaching staff or post something on social media. So, uh, but but he's off to a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I feel like this guy needs to be way higher if the Vikings are to continue winning as many games as they have. Daniil Hunter, huh. he's having kind of a slow start to the year, but he does still rank 22nd among all edge rushers in, the, in, uh, in PFF's database, in part because he's racked up a bunch of tackles. He is still getting some pressures. He's not playing at the level he was pre-injury or even in the seven games he played or whatever it was last year. Um, so he needs to climb this list, but he has still been effective enough. I think we're disappointed because he's not playing at the Hall of Fame level that he was at, you know, his first four years in the league. Yes. And, and we're still waiting for that version of Daniel Hunter. It seems like, too, that he's just being schemed in, in weird ways, like just uh, watching him. He's not getting after the quarterback as much as I feel like he usually is. He's being dropped back more. He's making more tackles. Ed Donatel's, I feel like, scheming him. Not He's not misusing him. It's just he's being used in a way we're probably not used to because he's had his hand in the dirt for the majority of his career before Ed Donatel. 
it's not the lack of sacks that bugs me. It's how much we don't see him. Like, he always shows up, right? And, like, you watch games, and Smith does now, but he doesn't. And so it's sort of weird. Yeah. That's what I don't like. We'll get to Smith, too. He's definitely on this list. Oh, yeah. Uh, number eight is Kirk Cousins. So he's having the worst statistical season of his career, but he's still been pretty effective. And, and, and it is fair to note that quarterback play across the league is down in general. I think going into the bye week for the Vikings, only four quarterbacks had a traditional passer rating over 100, which like at the end of last year, a third of the starting quarterbacks or close had pass ratings over 100. So offense is down across the league. Quarterback play is down across the league. Some of the greats of the last 10 years are just having bad starts to the season. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. So it's it's not just a Kirk thing. Um, but, he, but he is having the worst statistical season of his career. On the, on the flip side, the Vikings have been the highest scoring offense in the last four minutes of each half, and he has been a huge driver of that in that, in that high leverage time yes. frame. So the fact that they're winning, the fact that he is showing up in key moments when they need him, I think makes up for some of the clunkiness of you know the rest of his stats being low. I feel like Kirk has, is doing a far better job at things we used to criticize him for. A far better job. His stats aren't great, but... You know, we have complained for how long that his stats don't mean a thing. That it's not, you know. So, yes, I think that Kirk is, Kirk, to me, I will take this Kirk, assuming he's ascending offensively, as opposed to the guy who often was a stat-stuffing king. Yeah, I would love at the end of the season for him to put all of it together so that he is a stat-stuffing king who's also great on the road against good teams, third downs, last four minutes of halves, et cetera, et cetera. All right, number seven, the Vikings have had a hell of a time over the years just finding and solidifying uh, solidifying their guard positions. Ezra Cleveland is quietly having just a hmm. good, solid season as a left guard. His uh, PFF grade is over 70 to start the season, and he is a huge reason why the offensive line has taken a step forward in addition to the two tackles who we will talk about. Uh, the weak links along the offensive line are Bradbury and Ed Ingram. Ezra Cleveland is no longer a weak link on the offensive line. He is a solid starting guard. You know, in terms of having hot takes, I think it's a pretty hot damn take to have Ezra Cleveland ahead of Kirk Cousins in terms of the top 10 most important players for the 2022 season. And it's not to say that guards don't matter, uh, which I believe our buddy Tyler Fornis loves to coin. But I, 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 he's, he's been solid. He's definitely not a leaky, leaky person on the offensive line. But I think to suggest that the left guard has made a bigger impact than the quarterback this season, even with Kirk having down statistical years is is pretty out there for me. I, I don't think I could have Ezra above him. I think the offensive line has played better than the quarterback collectively. I guess that's my logic. I yeah. think the, the line has been that. better than Kirk, and Ezra is one of the three guys on that line that, that are playing very, very well. Is a quarterback more valuable than a guard? Absolutely. But I think, I think Ezra is playing much closer to his peak potential than mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is so far this year. So I guess that's part of my – I mean, I'm not going to die on this hill. Certainly. Cousins hater. Yeah. <laughs> hater. But it's like I'm praising Ezra Cleveland. Right. You yeah. Know? I hear you. And so whether you want to put him on the list or right. on the fringe or whatever, right. I think the fact that the Vikings investing first and second, this is mostly Rick Spielman, investing first and second round picks into offensive linemen, you're not going to bat a thousand, but like they've clearly hit on three. They've hit on three guys that are all under the age of what, 26, 27, 26 that you're just going to have on your line now for 
however many years. Mm-hmm. And then you're still trying to figure out, I think, two-fifths of your line. Bradbury's been better. Ed Ingram's been kind of a mess so far this year. Ingram's developing, though. Like, hey, it, that's going to take some time, right? Bradbury, I'm pretty much done with. I mean, he has not been a disaster, but I'm still pretty much done there. Yeah. Uh, there is cheap plug on uh, the Trenches with Boone episode that that launched this morning on the Purple Daily podcast feeds and YouTube channel. He does like a 10-minute breakdown of the near safety that Kirk Cousins. So you, you watch that play live in Miami. It was like a third down, and Cousins ran for his life in the end zone, yep. interior pressure. Yep. And my first thought was, oh, God, Bradbury again, just right at the middle. Boone broke it down so well and explained why Bradbury actually did an amazing job on that play, and it was Ed Ingram in a couple different spots that got smoked on mm-hmm. a stunt or a twist. Uh, oh. So if you want the hardcore breakdown from Alex Boone on that play, YouTube <laughs> channel twist for the visual. Yeah. Love it. All right, number six. This might be controversial again. Okay. Dalvin Cook. So his workload is down this season. It's the fewest attempts per game or touches per game that he's had, mm-hmm. but it's working. I don't think he's a 23-touch-a-game guy anymore. I, I, just, I don't know that he can handle that workload. He's, a, he's only carrying the ball 15 times a game, but he's averaging just under five yards a carry. He finally had the explosive run we've all been waiting for, the touchdown run against Miami, which Boone also broke down on that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so within the workload that they are giving him, He's actually been pretty damn good. And and now that he's shown you that, okay, I, he still has the 50-yard run in the bag. Um, I could see a scenario where they lean on him even more out of the bye week. Maybe they get him a couple more carries here and there to, uh, to look to break him free. So I think Dalvin Cook is having kind of a sneaky, underrated season, even though it's not the gaudy touch and, and yardage numbers that we're used to seeing. He's been effective per touch, if that makes sense. Yeah, he. Had, I mean, he had the big run against Miami to basically ice the win for them. He's lacking those home run plays, but at the same time, I mean, if you're going to go, you know, theme and fe- uh, you know, fam and feast, if you just can just be really consistent, too, with less of those negative plays and not as many high plays, but you're still just being consistent and a decent back, and that's kind of what he's been this year. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't had the home run ability that he, maybe he's shown the last few years, but he's been very consistent. I would like him to be involved in the passing game a lot more, but that'd be my only real nitpick, I think, with his play in the first six games. He has absolutely been good and fine if he's not paid what he's paid. Well, he's been good and fine. No, no, but I'm and saying he and separately. I'm saying the contract. Has... The contract to me is the issue, right? It's not his play; it's the contract. Yeah, that's my issue, and it's going to be more of an issue, I think, next exactly. year too, right? I think that cap hit goes up. Yeah. So this this may be the last season of Dalvin Cook in a Vikings uniform, unless he'd restructure for something less. But if you're him, I mean, would his ego allow him to admit that, like, oh, I'm going to now take? Le-. And plus, if you're a running back, probably not. Your shelf life is so short. You're looking to maximize earning potential for generations of cooks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, number five, Patrick Peterson is having a resurgence this season. Mm-hmm. So in addition to a big interception, a bunch of big pass breakups this year. When targeted, opposing quarterbacks have a 55.7 passer rating against Patrick Peterson, and they're completing only 50% of their passes. Mm-hmm. So this is much closer to the prime version of Patrick Peterson so far through six games than we have seen to this point his time as a Viking. 
Very yep. interesting. Judd and I did a big breakdown um, when you were out last week, Phil, on just kind of Cam Dancer versus Pat Pete. And it was actually kind of staggering how good Patrick Peterson has really been um, this season when you stack him against Cam Dantzler. Now, that passer rating against, you know, it's what, 33 passing attempts, I think, total against Patrick Peterson this year. So it's it's a smaller sample size. But, I mean, when you're a corner, you're, you lose speed. Like, you just kind of, your, your play can go downhill pretty quickly. And for whatever reason, he's actually kind of popped back up to being closer to the player he was in Arizona than he was last season, which is really impressive to see from a veteran corner. Dolphins game, he is great. I think that's his best game as a Viking. I agree. Broke up two passes, picked off a pass. He was absolutely outstanding. Yes, he has been very good in this scheme. Yes. Uh, Judd, say football for us. Football. (laughs) Football. There you go. Good roll. That's awesome. All right, number four, Brian O'Neill, the seventh-ranked run-blocking tackle, according to Pro Football Focus. It's been a couple moments of leakiness in his pass protection this year, more than we're probably used to. Uh, But even if he's having kind of a subpar start to the year, he's been very, very good, and he is is among all tackles one of the 12 or 15 best in the NFL, again, according to Pro Football Focus. Just... It's nice to know that even if a guy gets off to a slow start, he's still really good. He's not he's not a train wreck that you have to look to yes. replace, right? Which yes. has been the case at many of those positions yeah. on the offensive line over the years for the Vikings. He has um he has turned into probably one of the most and best consistent right tackles in the entire league, right? I mean, he is just Yes. And I think what's happened there is we're surprised if he gets beat at all. It's yes, not like, you know, point. oh, he's giving up sacks. It's like, oh, my God, a guy got around him. And I think that's a big difference because we've become used to, oh, Kirk got hit again. Um, o- O'Neal has a tendency to have guys get by him, and he still rides them off away from the quarterback. Yes. But, yeah, he is incredibly consistent, I think. All right, number three. We've emerged into the top three Vikings so far this season. Zadarius Smith. He was third in the NFL in pressures heading into the bye week among outside linebackers and edge rushers. And it just feels like he's been, in every game, he's been disruptive in some form. He's either been unstoppable like he was a couple weeks back, or he's been making big plays in the backfield. Like he's just, he's been everything you wanted him to be from his time in Green Bay before the back issues popped up. Yeah, he's been a lot, I think, better than anyone ever imagined. It it was a little, I wouldn't say it was a gamble, but it was a kind of a buy-low situation because he was coming off this weird injury in Green Bay, and he failed this physical because he was going to sign in Baltimore. It's like, whoa, is this as damaged goods? What, where does he really fit on this defense? He's been just the, the, the as good as he was when he was with the Packers in 2019-20 when he was an All-Pro. I mean, he has been... The probably the best noticeable player on that defense this season, and we kind of thought both him and Daniel would be the ones getting after the quarterback a lot as it's as this tag team option. But really, it's been I think Zadarius Smith kind of scooping up more of those pressures that we thought Daniel Hunter was going to have. But it still works out for the Vikings. Comeback Player of the Year. Oh, Macadac has that in a write that oh, down prediction. Oh, I think you're right right now. He should he should be right it. in the mix there. Yes. Yeah, he's been a he is. It feels like um, as the season's progressed, he's been more of a force, too. Well, and then, like, this is this is the other way I would contextualize it. So we rave, with, you know, think about when the, the Cowboys play on Sunday night and, like, Chris Collinsworth drools, rightfully so, all over Micah Parsons. Now here's a guy, right? <laughs> and they show Micah Parsons just destroying offensive linemen or Nick Bosa with San yes. Francisco 
just the, you know, with the headband and whatever, Miles Garrett in Cleveland. That's who Zadarius Smith was three years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's not that old. He just got hurt. And he just had a couple, <clears throat> excuse me, weird seasons where he couldn't perform at a Zadarius Smith level. That's who Daniil Hunter was also at the, in the first seven games of last year. The Vikings basically have two of those guys on their team, and we're waiting for Hunter to also join the party. But if and when he does, whew, this thing could definitely oh, turn defensively. Out. Yeah. Just looking to at VegasInsider.com, top 15 players for a comeback player of the year. Not a, not even Zadarius Smith mentioned. Daniel Hunter's actually on here at a plus 10,000. But Saquon, Geno Smith, Christian McCaffrey are your top three so far. Geno Smith, definitely. To yeah, this point, quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey. Yeah, I don't know about Come that one. On. Yeah. He's having really? a decent season, right? Is he? And now he'll get, he'll get some San Francisco touches. He got touches. banged up in Carolina again. Come on. I think Judd's going to be comeback player of the year <laughs> Come next on. week. The way Judd said, actually. Come on. <laughs> I, yeah, it's Barry White here. I don't like yeah. that. All right, number two. Ten best Vikings players so far this season. All right. Christian Derrissaw. He's allowed only yes. eight pressures in six games. Yeah. He is mauling opposing players without much help. You don't need to send Ezra Cleveland over there. You don't need to, you know, you can chip with a tight end if you want to, but like he's just, you can just kind of trust him on an island. He is a behemoth. What a draft pick. I got to give it to Rick on that one. Trade it down. We questioned it. And got I, I would consider bringing Rick Spielman back if. <laughs> If uh, Quasey did indeed bust I like his TikTok first draft. dances. I like his I like his TikTok dances. He He's finally okay. found after all these years his left tackle. Because <laughs> you're the, right, and, this and kid's now, incredible. And now he's got. And now he's gonna be doing I mean, TikTok we, videos. We never really talk about him because Darisaw is so good. Yeah, it's uh it's kind of great when you can watch a three hour football game and not just be bitching about holding calls from your left he's, tackle or being a turnstile, right? He he's just doesn't pancaking guys. He also so far. Let me let me find this because I don't think he really takes penalties too. Doesn't, so right. and there's such a thin. It's kind of like umpires in baseball, where like the average umpire is going to get at for like a first base umpire is going to get 97 percent of the calls right. It's the three percent where you separate yourself, and the same is true for offensive linemen too. You don't have offensive linemen that are just getting beat on like 50% of snaps. Like most of them are a bad game is if you give up like four or five pressures in a three-hour football game. So the, so the margin is, is very thin for, for these guys. Um, but in terms of just overall left and right tackles, even the best ones have been penalized this season. Like Rashawn Slater has taken a couple penalties. Laramie Tunsil with Houston is one of the best tackles. They have three penalties so far. Tristan Wirfs. Christian Derrissaw has taken zero penalties, knock on wood, <laughs> zero penalties for the first six weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Add that to the effectiveness and just being able to, to hold off defenders. Uh, he's only been charged also with two hits, zero sacks. So the pressures he's allowed haven't even led to sacks. Again, knock on wood. So all of that's great, but there's a guy that's been better, and he's Justin Jefferson. He's among the league leaders in... Receiving yards, receptions, targets. Um, he's just been everything as advertised in this system. And there's probably even more that they can do with him. But they've had they've had him score a touchdown on a jet sweep motion. They've had him throw a pass to Dalvin Cook. They've had him do all sorts of things, and he's been excellent. He's really he's really the number one and number two threat at that position for the Vikings right now. So Justin Jefferson, 
number one. Even in the Dolphins game, that was the quietest 100-yard game I've, I think I've seen from him in a long time. Like he had six grabs for 107 yards, and I think he had, he had one big play, uh, I think a 40-yard pass that, that worked out for him with the yak. But even when he is a quote-unquote non-factor, that dude put up 107 yards. Like just kind of just kind of think about that, where where he's not having a noticeably big game, and that impact of just six catches, 107 yards is you you you, you kind of forget about how good he is because he makes life so much easier on the rest of the Vikings offense. The only thing I've got is I would put Cousins sixth and knock everyone down one peg from there. So I would go Cook, Cleveland, Hunter, Dantzler, seven through ten. Um, I would put Kirk sixth because Kirk has done what the most important thing is, which is win games. But all these other guys have won games, too. That's why I had a hard time with this. Is like I think the collective is playing better than Kirk, so I had a hard time putting him near the top five. And I think for Peterson on down, you're you're right. Like, those guys, I think, have made a difference. I think Kirk has made as big a difference as Cook, Cleveland, Hunter, and Nansler. And he's the quarterback. And he has been doing exactly what I felt he couldn't do, which is be clutch. Mm -hmm. Like, the last two years, he's he's been far more clutch. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else that wasn't on this list well, that you guys? This is the Vikings' top ten players, so I think I think this is absolutely a correct collection of ten. Um, I will say this though: the impact of Kevin O'Connell um, offensively and what he's done, and the matchups. And look, he's he remains a work in progress himself, but man, he's done some great stuff to to help this to help offensively, especially these guys rise up. Yeah. Uh, did did you guys see the breakdown that I tweeted out or I retweeted last week? Somebody had basically the Dolphins came out and said, we're going to play our base defense against you and beat you with that. And the Vikings struggled, struggled, struggled. Then O'Connell just adjusted and said, oh, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do this. And that's when they started to actually have some success. Yeah. Like it's, it's literally the in-game adjustments, which w- when you see the tape, you're, you're like, well, yeah, of course. But it's not, of course. A lot yeah. of times teams don't have the ability or or the wherewithal, especially before halftime, to adjust. And I see some great signs from O'Connell and the system, and I think they nailed the hire. It seems like. But at the end of the day, they're still like the 15th or 16th ranked offense. Yes. They have six points in the third quarter, so they, they've disappeared yes. for I agree. an hour every Sunday. So I, I need to see, before I officially crown Kevin O'Connell coach of the year here, um, I just I want to see what happens after self scout week out of the bye here. What what can you apply now to Arizona? By the way, doesn't strike me as a team that just oh they just got it right with a blowout victory. I could just as easily see Arizona, especially during a uh, Call of Duty week here. Yes, God. lay a total egg, and the Vikings have a, a get right. I guess get right in the sense of like look more smooth when you're winning game against Arizona this weekend. I don't think the Saints are good. And the Cardinals blow out the Saints. I don't mm-hmm. think they're good. So, yes, I agree completely. My question this week is, can you stop, can you contain Kyler Murray? Can you contain him? Because if he gets out and runs, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, that's my big question. Where are we at on the pitch clock here, the pitch count? How many how, how many more, I talk, how many more, more throws or takes do you have? The more I talk, the more it helps actually loosen things up. Because <laughs> okay. it's down here, folks. Oh. It's down Judge, here. Judge it's just muting his mic throat. every five minutes. <laughs> No, so it's no, Phil, honestly. No. My throat is fine because my throat doesn't hurt. Your throat it, sounds it, fine, yeah. It's for sure. in my chest. Okay. So Oof. that's where I'm being affected. Yeah, Don't you're... feel sorry for me. 
I'm telling you, apple cider vinegar will clear all mm-hmm. that right up, at least for like a couple hours, and then it'll be gone in the afternoon. But from a guy nice. that's had to bring his voice back to life a, a nice. bunch over the years, definitely uh, apple cider vinegar. Don't don't drink it without diluting it in water, though, because it'll just like burn your entire esophagus <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. I would pour a little like a Dude, tablespoon no. in a glass of water and drink it diluted. Thanks for telling me now. You don't want you don't oh, want to create acid bad. reflux for ten yeah. weeks in addition oh, to the problems you're having. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> Tea right now. Yeah, that's my that's my hottest take is uh don't pour apple cider yeah. vinegar down your throat. Yep. Bad idea. If you got some Drano, I have a, just uh, go in your bathroom and drink it. Yeah. But no, put some water in it. We do not no, advise that. But put no. some water in it first. I, I have a Jeez. cavity to be refilled because it fell out of my tooth. So so Purple Daily right now is just going great. I'm going to have a shot of Novocaine here in a couple hours. It's like just, uh, we're, 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 we're doing really here, good man. here. We're doing really this good. Great. This is this is a great week for uh, for self-scouting and a bye week for us, too. Uh, all right, we'll get to the pigskin packing order. Where do the Vikings rank here in just a moment? But uh, while you don't want to pour... Apple cider vinegar down your throat without diluting it. You can pour, if you're a dog, Nutrisource chicken and rice food down your throat here. This morning, Maya Mackey, mm. she uh, awoke from a, a deep slumber around 6 o'clock and started doing, she does this thing where she, like, pats her little paws on the bed to try and wake us up. Yep. And then shakes with her collar to make noise. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, okay, okay, I, I get it. Uh, you love your Nutrisource, especially the chicken and rice food and the treats, the training treats. As we try to, uh, you know, hone her behavior as a little youngster. So, and there's, uh, look at Stella. Who's just, a good girl. She's now, she's now using the training treats bag as a pillow at Judd's house. Yes. From Nutrisource. She loves it. Exactly. So, uh, if your dog wants to be as happy as our dogs, we recommend NutrisourcePetFoods.com for digestion and gut health and just overall happiness of your dog. Check them out. NutrisourcePetFoods.com, whether you're in Minnesota or anywhere around the country. Uh, also, man, it's so much fun every week to just see the people uh, on underdog, some of the, the success stories, That's and even right. some of the fun people are having when they maybe don't win. It's just a, it's a good time on underdog. Yeah, you know, I think the success stories of people not winning is mostly me, and that's where I'm just going to get the – I'm going to get the listeners, I think, sometimes just send me your suggestions. Send me your suggestions in the YouTube comment section. You, you know, the lines will start to come out for NFL games as we get closer and closer, but early lines come out, and you want to lock those in a little bit earlier sometimes. So we love all the score listeners that are showing us their slips in underdog fantasy, and if you use with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, they will match your first deposit up to $100. It's the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. you got NBA now out here. NHL is out here as well. So not just football. If you want to dabble in other sports, you can mix and match your your pick your, uh, your pick them options. Go to underdogfantasy.com and download the Underdog Fantasy app. Nice. Uh, and then a shout-out to the Federated. So Federated has been helping us at Score North and on Purple Daily for a number of years as we build our business. If you are looking to fortify and strengthen your business, maximize your success. That's what Federated has specialized in for over 100 years. They're based in Owatonna. They're one of us. I'm looking forward to being down there in a couple weeks and catching up with uh, some of the great people at Federated myself. So, again, find out what tools and resources they can bring to your business at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Uh, All right, let's get into the next round of rankings as we rank things here on Purple Daily today. This is the pig skin pecking order, where we rank the top 10 teams across the NFL. So all three of us give our top 10 rankings. Mm-hmm. We put it into uh, an aggregate, and this is the average of the three of us here, the leaders of the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet, the CEO, 
the CBO, the clickbait officer, Hello. and the CBDO, the chief beverage distribution officer, Judd. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, by the way, Dex, uh, on your products meeting, your echo cancellation box is checked. That means nothing to anyone other than the three of us. Got it. That's why it sounds weird. Oh. Uh, let's okay. see if the music sounds right now. I'll get into the pigskin pecking order. There you go. Yeah. Uh, no, it still sounds weird. You probably have to. We'll, it, we'll get it right for tomorrow. It's okay. fine. All right. We're All right. The number one team in the NFL, according to us. Yep. Still the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. No one circles the wagons. Now, you guys had the Bills number one. I actually had the Kansas City Chiefs number one. I think they are the best team in the NFL. But collectively, we have them number two. And the Eagles number three. This has been pretty consistent. These are the top three teams, according to us, pretty much all year, yep. except for like a Dolphins cameo once or twice. <laughs> yep. Minnesota Vikings. Collectively, we have as the fourth best team in the National Football League. We'll come back to that. The Bengals, we have yeah. jumping from basically outside. We've seen enough now the last couple of weeks. It's like, okay, the Bengals are kind of back. back. Yeah, they're back. They're two, scoring points. All in two start, I believe, right? I think they started all in two, and now they've won five out of six or four out of five or four so. Four out of five or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, they've been looking good. It's kind of a hodgepodge of, of close teams here. Yes. The back half of the 10 here. The Cowboys at six. The Giants at seven. Oh. Ooh, the Baltimore Ravens at eight. Weird team. The Miami Dolphins jumping back to nine. And the New York the Jets. football Jets yep. at I ten. Jets. The Jets. I, Jets mine. Yep. I think you guys both know. I had them at ten. Judd had the that. Jets at like eight or nine. I think I had yes, them at ten. Okay. And then I had them out because I don't know. I I'm still not I buying the, the Titans Jets, at ten. I think oh, that was my tenth team. Uh, yeah, the Titans are well. kind of in the mix. The uh-huh. Jets. There's a couple other teams that are in the mix. And so... um this is where we all had the Vikings this week. You guys had them fourth. I had them fifth behind the Bengals, even though the Vikings have a better record. I, I just The Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. They have Joe Burrow, and now they look like the Bengals again, so I'm jumping them sure. pretty high. Uh, so fourth, fourth, and fifth. Collectively, that means we have them fourth in our pigskin packing order. Hmm. I mean, record-wise, they're right there. I think the eye test has kind of showing you some different things. They're they're playing in these close games, but what do you guys make of us thinking that they're the fourth best team in the league? I struggle a little bit, but here's the thing. From four to ten, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Like, I'm beginning to see some things. But, you know, the Giants, I mean, if this was a Giants show, they'd be fourth, and the <laughs> Vikings would be seventh. So those top three teams, I think, are fair. And, I, you know, in some one, two, three, they belong there. After that, this is a free-for-all, man. This is one of the weird years. Absolute free-for-all. So do you think, to your back to your because I agree, if this was a giant show, we would probably put them fourth. How far do we take that theory? I mean, if this was a Bengals, like I have the Bengals fourth, I guess. If this was yeah. a Cowboys show or a Jet, if this is a Jets show. I don't know. We have the Jets. Are fourth. they top four? Yeah. Show. Two different quarterbacks. Uh, Cowboys, yes. Yeah. Dolphins show? What if it's a Dolphins show? Dolphins daily. Maybe. I, I think. Um, yeah, we're so comfortable right now. We're warm. Yeah. I feel like the only other like uh, sport I, I listen to a lot of Levitard, and obviously they talk Miami all the time. Um, but they've you know because of their injuries and whatnot, I think they've even recognized that yeah, when they were all healthy, they looked pretty damn good. But they, now they're finally getting the team back after like four weeks of having three different quarterbacks uh, take snaps for them. So, so yeah, I, I think if we were a Giants show, it'd probably be the Giants would be there at fourth. The Cowboys could be in there fourth. I mean, so we're just homers basically. We're a little bit of homers. 
you know, the the Ravens should be undefeated for God's sakes, but they just keep collapsing in in, in the fourth quarter. Um, and that, but that's vulnerable to me. You know, they can't close out games either. So it's it is kind of a weird season for the NFL. So of this list, from four to ten, how many teams besides the Vikings could be fourth? Bengals. Yeah. Well, I, I have them fourth. So Bengals. You could make a case for. I it's I, I agree on the Ravens. I actually think the Ravens yeah. are really good. They've lost some close games. They've played a really hard schedule so far. Uh, the Dolphins with Tua mm-hmm. have been really good this year. So you could probably make a case for them too if you if you strip away the couple games, you know where he was concussed. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Jets are t- that's a tough one for me. Agreed. But it is like there's basically three teams at the top. Unquestionably, Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. Yep. And then, and but there's other teams outside the ten that I would expect at some point to make a run. Like the, I think the Rams are going to once their offensive line, if they can get a little healthier. The 49ers have played some tough games. Mm-hmm. I think that team's going to be around in the playoff mix at some point, right? What do we do with the four and three Seattle Seahawks? What if they win another game? <laughs> They're nowhere near the top four, but it's a uh, and and you know the Packers are probably going to lose to the Bills. They're double digit underdogs, but. Do they have a run in them at some point? There's just a bunch of weird teams lurking outside the top 10 as well right now. Exactly. I mean, how do you explain the Bears blowing the drawers off the Patriots? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just weird. The Bears were supposed to be awful, and I don't think they're that good. Maybe they're. Not, maybe the Bears are huh? nice. Maybe the Bears are actually well-coached for you the know, first time in, in a guess, few years. I guess. But anyway, this this is just one of those really weird years, I think. So there you have it. We got the Vikings, the fourth Football. best team in our pigskin pecking order. Um, along the same lines here, what are other rankings saying about the Vikings? Let's pull a couple of them up here. I'll just read them to you guys. From 538 and Football Outsiders, these are the probably the most prominent analytical projections. We could also pull up uh, ESPN's, is it the FPI? Yeah. The Football oh, Power, Power Index. That's right. Let's actually start there with the football power index. Another analytical ranking here. So they they actually have the Vikings 15th, which kind of speaks to what we talked about in the last couple of weeks. Just look at the analytics would tell you this is not a five and one football team. This is probably more like a three and three football team that's been fortunate in some certain situations. Andor has faced backup quarterbacks, right? Yes. They have not faced strong and, quarterbacks, and will continue to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah they they don't they don't get a slate of really hard quarterbacks. I mean, Josh Allen's on the horizon, but and they already did play Aaron Rodgers, but he's having kind of a down season, and they beat him. So FPI has the Vikings fifteenth. They've got the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Eagles as their top four teams. Um, five thirty eight dot com has the Vikings as the fifth ranked team. Hmm. And that well, let me let me get this straight. They've That's, got the Vikings as the as the sixth ranked team with their ELO yeah, number. ELO. Yep. But in terms of uh, Super Bowl winning odds, they've got the Vikings as fifth, and then uh, record wise third, tied for third with a twelve win projection. Interesting. Vikings have a ninety two percent chance to make the playoffs, eighty eight percent chance to win the division, and a six percent chance. To win the whole bleeping thing. Ooh, so what's the difference in the stew between FPI and uh, 538? I don't know. 
That's a good question. That's a big difference in the stew. Well, let's see. <laughs> let's see the tiebreaker here. Football Outsiders currently has the Vikings. We'll start with they have kind of broken up by division here. Uh, so they got the Vikings with eleven projected wins, which yeah, if they play mm-hmm. like about five hundred football, the rest of the way, they're going to win eleven games mm-hmm. and a. An 84% chance to win the division, 90% chance to make the playoffs, and a four percent they have the sixth best Super Bowl odds with a six uh, a four percent chance to win the Super Bowl. The Bills, by the way, according to football outsiders, have a thirty-two percent chance to win the Super Bowl. God, that's so high. That's crazy that's, high. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> not that's too much. The Chiefs only eight and a half percent. So there's something about football outsiders, Stu, that loves the Buffalo Bills. More than the Kansas City Chiefs. Eagles at 20%. I mean, even if it was Bills, and let's say it's Eagles, because Eagles are clearly the, the the number one team right now in the NFC, the Bills in a Super Bowl against Philly would still be, like I would think, what, four and a half, five-point favorites? Or is it, would it be more? It's a good question. Yeah, the but, Bills would be favorites. Yeah, they'd be That's favorites question, for sure. But, but, if they have to, but they also have to get by the Chiefs, which is... You know, uh, I think you just, instead of playing a Chiefs-Bills divisional or AFC championship game, just best of three. I want the Bills and Chiefs in oh. a best of... Can you imagine how much fun that would be? Bills oh, versus Chiefs in a best of three up. situation. Sign me up right I want now. the Bengals in there, too. Sure. So maybe, like, maybe like the Bengals play the, the team with the second-best record, yeah. and then those two teams play a best of three, <laughs> and then all the other AFC teams can just, like, go away until the draft. Go home. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, well... John, I don't know if chill boys are going to make you feel more comfortable with your current respiratory situation. Yes. But they can't hurt. I am currently wearing some glorious chill boys long underwear here. Yesterday was rocking the chill boys hooded sweatshirt. It's the most comfortable, not only underwear, but I would say now hooded sweatshirt, maybe even socks mm-hmm. that we've all mm-hmm. encountered over the past couple of years. Uh, 45 holes of golf over the weekend and, uh, pretty comfortable down there below the waist with the chill boys, with the performance brand. Okay. If, if I'm swinging that club, um, you know, and shooting hundreds, I need to have no my performance intended. brand on. Okay. And thank God for chill boys. They made life a lot. At least that was consistent down there. Everything else work in progress, but that was consistent below the belt. Thanks to my friends at chill boys. It's a Minnesota based company. You can find them online. Chillboys.com. 15% discount on all products for first time buyers. 15% off using Score 15, S-K-O-R 15 at checkout, chillboys.com. All right, Judd, any, you want to save your throws here because you still have some yeah, Timberwolves takes on Mackie yeah, and Judd. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> It'll be just be like the Timberwolves throw, performance last night, actually. I'm going to be trying to throw hard, 98 <laughs> to 102. Can you unleash for like three and a half minutes of Timberwolves takes and then we can just kind of take it from there? Or what's what's your... I'm What's your limit? Worked, I'm pretty worked up about what I saw last night. I'm not happy. I would cl- I would close our eyes, Phil, and just is that Tibbs or is it Judd yelling at Cat? Like wh- which one is Tibbs? it? Can you say switch? Switch. Yeah, it's that's Tibbs. switch. Says so Carl. <laughs> Have you guys seen Tibbs' facial hair? No. What? No. Uh he there was. I saw the game on TV last night. He has grown facial hair. Okay, hold on. Let me pull up. The it's really hard to see him with it. I love how he's huh. he's usually just like oh averse God. to any sort of style or personal relationships. No. He's just like eating steaks in his film. Oh room, my! Right? He looks like a looks like a character in Always Sunny Philadelphia. Like he doesn't he, <laughs> he looks <laughs> like a character. He doesn't look right. No. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. It, it looks weird. Like I almost feel like he should shave his head if he's going to have the beard. 
And does he have the beard for style, or is he just like turning into the guy from Amityville, or he's just he's becoming haunted? And he's just he's staying awake all night, sharpening yeah. his axe, getting Some ready to unleash on his players. Oh. Anyhow, all right, we're going to give Judd's voice a little tea break here. Thanks for helping us rank things today on Purple Daily. And uh, we'll see you guys for a little Write That Down Wednesday tomorrow. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a damn Super Bowl before we die.